You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hi, gang. Welcome back to the Watch Long Critical Commentary podcast where we watch Riverdale along with you, in theory. (laughs) (laughs) I am uh, your host, Ryan. I'm Chloe. And uh, we're recording here on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations, uh, where much of Riverdale is shot. We loved this episode. Yeah, it was a good. It was a, it was a good good. It was a solid episode of television. I thought everybody acted their faces off, and the concept was weird and fun, and I loved it. I feel... That's how I felt. Yes, good. I feel such payoff for, yeah, saying, for saying, I'll wait to judge it as a whole. Um, it's true, it was meant to be judged as a whole. I still think the first three episodes were a little rocky, but it, it was like just fun Riverdale ride, and then we got yeah. the answer. It it looks like the same, a similar sort of arc and balance of quality and speed uh, and quantity and connectedness that we get in most seasons, actually, in a, in a half season. Um, surprisingly, it kind of followed a normal arc. Um, I'm also, oh, arcs in this. Um, the yeah. framing story. The the framing story is such a, um, I'd forgotten what a horror trope it is. Um, the, oh, the, the mystery of the framing story. Like, I've seen uh, plays and sci-fi uh, films and whatnot where the, like, the, the, the overarching story and the closing story is often its own standalone story about whatever the anomaly is specifically that allows the preceding stories to happen. Um, Even down to Adventure Zone, they have frequent episodes that are flash futures where a future creature looks at narrative stories of what happened in the past and ties it together. But his story is happening and progressing far, far, far in the future. Um, in that, you know, in, in Adventure Zone rules, that's great. In Riverdale rules, new territory. Yeah, well, th- um, the other thing I thought, yeah, what, the thing I thought that was so interesting about what you were saying about payoff mm-hmm. is that it's not actually just payoff for this season. I found that there were yeah. little pieces in this episode that answered questions that I've kind of had since day one, honestly. Yeah. Like, even just that little moment toward the end where one Jughead goes, no, I'm the narrator, he's the writer. <laughs> it's like, oh, of course they're separate. Yep, yep. And of course just one's like, omnipotent like in... and one, the other one's omnipotent, but in different ways. Of course. It all makes sense in a, such a <laughs> messed up way. It really, it really it's, does. It's so good at making sense of its own noise and explicitly calling out how many things didn't make any sense. Yeah, and making making fun of themselves for it. Like that, there was it, a it lot was a of real good roast. fun. Like at, like the first moment where we saw the two different Reggies in the comics, I was yeah. like, that's fun, that's fun. And then they're both there. And then Ross Butler appears, which was so fun. What a. Um, the ensemble cast, the supporting cast who came back for this episode. I was delighted. Um, so many, um, characters who were written as maybe potential characters, who were standing in the background for a season or two, um, or who were used in really weird ways and tossed aside, um, got some cool do this episode. Um, Ethel, Ethel was so important. Uh, yeah, she had lots to do. Yeah. Dilton felt like 
an apology to Dilton fans to me, but also that he's still crazy, because that's, you know, what happens to smart people in this world. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't love the, like, evil nerd trope, it's just not my favorite trope, but I thought mm. it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, it, uh, I, yeah. I thought it worked perfectly in the same way, um, throughout this episode. Here's um, the cat. Yeah. In a well-crafted, uh, what I think is a very well-crafted horror um, status build, tension build, um, every move, every next move that our prospective characters are taking is potentially the the, the checkmate. They're always okay. a step or two away from figuring it out and ending it. Even quite early on, like a big lead in theory gets you forward, but we get several steps back. Um yeah, that that title flow of stakes and possibility and hope and despair um, that also mm. really stood out for me as a as a fantastic horror um, rhythm that I think they captured um, spectacularly in this episode. That's interesting to me. I felt like it. Um, I don't. It's possible that my. Uh... Uh, like the horror movies I have seen have been pretty limited because I didn't think of horror tropes seeing this. Mm -hmm. I thought of shows like The Twilight Zone mm. or even Buffy. There's one episode of Buffy yes. where you, you know the one I mean, where she's in the um, the main character is in uh, uh, an institution, um, and um, at the end of the episode, you're not actually sure if all of Buffy, like all the right, entire right. story, is taking place in Buffy's head in yeah. this institution. Yeah. Or if the Buffy's life is real. Like, you don't know. And mm -hmm. the episode is one episode, and we just never go back to it. We never deal with it again. Yeah. It reminded me a little of that. And, mm. yeah, but it had, a, like, a really great Twilight Zone quality, too, I thought. You know, I just, I, I guess I just kind of realized when I think Twilight Zone, I think horror. Oh, interesting. I, I, I think, think like, sci-fi and just weird narratives. See, I think of, um, and this might be, you know, me looking back filtered through 40, 50 years of pop culture, but um, the I, I feel like a, there's a lot of existential horror and dread in Twilight Zone. There, oh, there are sure, often sure. There are often yeah. end beats of extreme despair. Sure. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, I feel like, is in common with, you know, an, an Amityville horror kind of a slasher movie where yeah. it all ends bad. Um, That's interesting. And uh, again, this episode, I felt like we were flush with tropes mm -hmm. from a range of different stories in and around these genres. Um, just so many things smushed together. Yeah. Absolutely. It was a bit of a trope bath, and I think yeah. that worked for me as well. Yeah. Um, oh, man, there were just so many things I liked about this episode. It was so metatextual, and I throw that word around a lot. But it was, like, very self-conscious. <laughs> it was very self-conscious. Yes. Like, yes. I, like, there are moments in Riverdale where I'm like, oh, these people really know that they know. Yeah, and We know yeah. that they know, and they know that we know that we know. We're all they in on the joke. They don't have a ton, and this was one of them, and it was, mm -hmm. it actually reminded me a lot of a great moment in the first season, which is one of my favorite mm. Riverdale moments, where it just, like, kind of knew what it was. Yeah. And it's at a party in Archie's house 
this is like the first season really early on and fp comes to the party mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. veronica recognizes him because she's seen her mother give him a bunch of money <laughs> yep and she goes what's he doing here and someone says to her oh that's that's jughead's dad he's a serpent and mm. veronica almost looks into the lens and says the plot thickens right <laughs> It's my favorite. Mo- it's one of my favorite moments from the first season, and mm. the the Vughead is about to become canon moment. Yeah, was similar, and it it's that kind of like wink at the camera that I think makes this kind of genre fun for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was so self aware, as you said, yeah. and uh, the fourth wall was constantly rattled. Yeah, uh, the other thing I liked was that, um, and again, like we we try really hard not to talk about like the actors personal lives in on this show because we both think it's gross um <laughs> but i did think that given that um the actors who play jugged and betty are exes mm-hmm. but the, those two characters have been through so much together they actually haven't done a ton together in seasons five and six yep which and they yep. and i fe- i felt like the the outcome for these two characters who were like so close in high school and are now friendly mm-hmm. was really good that like tearful moment right at the end where um betty and jughead kind of reassure each other and like mm. we've got this we'll we've got this we'll figure it out yeah 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 um i thought that was a really cool payoff for these characters and i i i, mm-hmm. I really commend the actors for making that moment so good yeah yeah for it was very well performed yeah um there was um this is i think sometimes and in in an often kind of trashy way uh mm-hmm. thinking back to glee um drama and tabloid stories can sometimes become the fodder of the show itself. Yeah. And and we have no idea of knowing how much that happened on Riverdale, and it, I don't personally care. But it seems yeah. like they avoided it well <laughs> yeah. in this episode in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I that's what I want to commend them for. Totally. Oh boy. Oh um, man, it's such it's such a good. There's also just so many tropey throwaway images that don't mm-hmm, become mm-hmm. like a main part of the plot, like Betty in the wedding dress with the gun. Yeah. It's like super tropey, and we just see it for a split second. It's done. You fast forwards through best hits. Yeah. I love it. Um, there's okay. I have one more thing I want to comment on it. Yeah. Uh, I, though I could ram pre ramble forever. I think. Okay. Um, I'm excited to watch it again. Yeah. 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 Yep, sure forgot the thing. Is it metatextual? Probably. Sure forgot the important point, Chloe. Well, you um you have you are welcome to interrupt at any time. I will. Just <laughs> grab this show by the steering wheel and whirl it around. Do you have anything you want to? Uh, no, I want to watch it again, and I want to be inspired. And I I think um something mm-hmm. I do want to share that I think is a a fun quirk is that I, ver- I periodically when I'm alone. I will actually spontaneously say something aloud mm-hmm. to the television, yep. which I'm sure many other people do. I think I talked to this episode <laughs> more than I've talked to most episodes of television. Yeah, that tracks. That yeah. tracks. There was a lot of, no, n- they did, they did. Oh, there was a lot of that. Um, you you were the live was. audience reactions. I was. The li- I was. It was a one-person mm. live audience react. Has oh, it come back to you? Yes. Um, and it's uh, actually a similar point of ambiguity to the Buffy episode you mentioned. Mm. Um, I 
think this episode can be taken as a complete standalone to some sure, degree. Absolutely. And it can be taken as a framing story wrapping up these first five episodes. Um, and or it can be an actual narrative segue back into Riverdale. Yeah. Um, this could be the actual universe or this could be the universe that exists within a single episode. And I feel like um, it was crafted well enough to to leave both options well on the table. Yeah. If that makes, if that makes totally. any sense. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I feel like periodically, they've left the door open to going back to Riverdale and getting periodic Rivervale episodes thrown in for fun. Oh, if, yes. If they want. No, that's a great point. They That's that's a, that's a, a neat um, option to give yourself. Because it really, if, I feel like the, the key difference is genre. Um, Rivervale obviously felt so horror. Um, and I think Riverdale started in season one really as a thriller in a tropey, tropey, tropey way. A uh, teen thrill kill adventure intense story. Yeah. Um, full of, of uh, angsty teen tropes and uh, narrative bits clipped out. And we have gone on quite a dance since um, through genres and genres and genres. I think rarely with any... Con- with. I don't think any other season is so focused as the first until now. Sure, yeah, I would agree. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. All right, should we jump in? I am ready to jump in, Chloe. Great. How about you, gang? You ready to jump? Let's do the Riverdale. Let us jump. And there's no bad noise this time. Did you notice that? It's true. Maybe. Did Warner Brothers not produce this one? Mmm. Maybe they just realized it's a bad noise. I don't think Warner Brothers can stop producing for an episode. I don't. I, I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think that's an option. Okay, ready, Riverdale gang. We are going to, on the count of three, Badoom. One, two, three. Badoomba. Oh no! It's just that it glitched over at that one time oh, yeah. we were reviewing it. We are haunted. Okay, so narrator, Drughead. This was already... Oh, and the sign's different. There's uh, an infinity sign on it. Mm, mm. That's fun. Each time. I... I really uh, didn't know what was going to happen. Yes. I really didn't know. And I That's was what, That thrilled. was the first thing I noticed. I was like, I don't have any idea what's about to happen. I have no idea. There are... Um, we hear the TikTok uh, motif at several tense moments. Uh, throughout this episode, the the ticking oh, bomb I didn't um, that. does does oh. surge at little moments, and um, with this meta explanation they've given that you know, that was that was the event that broke the rules that broke the the everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we go in sequence through this season so far, quite clearly, quite directly, situating these couples in. And not situating everyone in their stories or their perspectives either. Um, I love that yeah. they've all had the same dream. That was fun. Yep. Great creepy effect. Um, at the same time, you get the it was all a dream um, beat. And mm-hmm. you get an added creepy layer, but it was the same dream. Um, swapped bodies for some <laughs> reason. Yep. Oh, there's the... Tick. There's the tick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And it's not and always looked, with Archie. He looks for a bomb and he doesn't find one. I thought that mm -hmm. I didn't notice the ticking. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's subtle. And there's a lot going on in the sound design of this episode. Like, we're, um, we're straining ourselves to, to share some earbuds right now. Yeah, um, I... I... <laughs> Boom. Right. And the same oh my thing... God, he was in, like, different... Oh, yeah. He exploded Ugh. and wakes up. He explodes and wakes up. You die and wake up. Archie was sacrificed and woke up. Hmm. Uh, the other thing I find odd about this moment... I didn't notice it the first time as he comes out of this room, but he's in an apartment with Tabitha. It was his apartment. Yep. Yep. The one they move into again later when he's writing the story. Okay. And presumably the same one that had the bug infection and the curses. But it's a different sh I don't know. This is weird. It certainly feels like a different space. Now that could just be they look moved in now. But he wakes up in the... Oh... Uh... Uh, I don't. So this is the final song that's played in the Breakfast Club, which I thought was a really oh, fun little tribute. Oh, you yes, I didn't catch that. That's wonderful. And so, like, they're there as teenagers, and they're there as teachers, and it's just—it's such a like broken loop, uh, beautifully demonstrated. Like, yeah. like you know, something is so existentially wrong yeah. in this sequence. Um, in this moment... And there's Miss Grundy. That was so wild. Archie winks knowingly. Which I feel like is probably the closest they'll get between this and the Reggie story several episodes ago to admitting, yeah, that wasn't awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, they, man. they all so get to be... It's so fun to see them all in these old costumes. Yeah. They're itty-bitty selves again. Yeah. And Tony's in Riverdale High because, yes, it should be. Everything yeah. is contained now in Riverdale High. Riverdale's become this smaller, closed world in a lot of yeah. ways. I did not remember this character. I'm glad they gave us a little flashback. Yes, and what a bringing back these single episode day players, um, both fantastic in the working artists getting paid kind of a way, um, but it also. Like, it shows such awareness. It's Benjamin Button, who goes backwards in time. Mm -hmm. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> and now they're in the weird time thing. Oh, that's fun. They, It's like they watched their own show for once, is what I'm getting. <laughs> like, they did a rewatch and found all these little bits they liked, or that they could tell this bit of the story with, and brought as much of it as they could back together. That's the vibe I get from all the supporting cast each getting a little um a little line and and <laughs> joy <laughs> and bit also does that ben think he's teenage jughead or teacher jughead there's also that that's an ambiguous question i don't know that we clarify ever because these are teachers now right yeah oh yeah. my god this Cause... moment is very uncomfortable <laughs> the continuation also the soft continuation of where we were last week. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, two weeks ago, because last week was... No, I know what you meant. Yeah. Last week was special. Um, nice seeing uh, Nikolai, local actor, getting all this screen time. Very fun. Always, always. Multiple, multiple nice scenes of outweirding himself. Yeah. Um, Sorry to break for a moment, Riverdale Gang. Ryan, are you comfortable where you're sitting? I'm great. Okay, great. Wonderful. I'm engaged. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love that they just had that that small beef. Yeah. <laughs> um, Impossible. Hmm. I'm talking to you. And it all starts. Jughead's like um. Starts to break outside of Jughead's head. It's like up till now, it was to some degree all in Jughead's head. Yeah. Also, this is exactly the right character to have made the sort of quote-unquote mm. main character of this story because he's mm-hmm. the only character who'd be like, okay, I'm open to something being a little weird. <laughs> this weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with who they become in the last season or two. Mm. Things break for a sec. That's very fun. I wonder if they made a corpse or if he had to be a corpse. It briefly occurred to me, I wonder if they they brought his brother in or something. Oh, but, maybe. But <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think to check the the credits, and too late now. It is too late now. Um, also, that's really not necessary. None of these camera shots are even remotely challenging with one actor. <laughs> that's true. But, um, yeah, Jughead investigating his own death. Again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just Poor Jughead, he just keeps dying. So thick with its own everything. And I, So I thought when he was going to walk past the sign, something crazy was going to happen. Mm. It didn't. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. Mm-hmm. But also, oh yeah, reverse mirror. Sure. Oh yeah, okay. Things are Im- eerily normal. I also really a great need rhythm. I to move my leg. My leg has gone numb. But the cat's um, there, Chloe. But the cat's there, Chloe. Yes, thank you for making a good point. <laughs> you moved without dislodging the cat, mostly. Well, the cat's dislodged. What do you do? Ugh. You pet the cat and I, comfort her and I welcome her into your life and love and lap. Feed the cat with regularity. It's fine. <laughs> um, the comic books. I thought um, this was a fun addition. What a snappy... Um, connection of foreshadowed moments through this what's this season so far. Um, I I was impressed with all the heavily foreshadowed beats of this whole episode. They keep telling us what they're gonna do, and then they do it, and it's great because we're still all shocked. Pikachu face. Yeah. <laughs> I love those as props too. With, oh yeah. With animated moments from the movie. Hmm. Or the movie, the um, the television show. Excuse me. Yeah, and like the variety of art styles, the variety of ages, the like it. It's assembled by someone who has a fond awareness of the comics. We're reminded of that again, really intrinsically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, this is so fun. Yeah. Doing this without doing some sort of weird effect. <laughs> and then blank. Yeah. Oh, so many good unsettling beats yeah. woven together. I see what you mean about the horror element. Oh. Mm. And the sound really tips me horror. I really get sound horror from this. Or horror sound. To- yeah, no, I know what you meant. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Um, now we're nicely into the you're crazy, and everyone thinks you're crazy. Except it's Rivervale, so... Everyone kind of goes with it, which I thought was nice. Yeah. I thought that was very nice and straightforward and and easy. First clue that you are the parallel universe, something crazy, sounds fine. (laughs) You know. Uh, 
except it's oh, darker, man. nastier. Is how we how they describe it, how he describes it. Yeah. Oh man. I still I still keep looking at um, genres. The main difference, genre and point of reference, is the main distinction between these seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm so excited to see what of this episode's world building they take with them as as base as canon as 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 new storytelling material yeah straightforward anyone would read these comics and get be terrified that they were mapped like we've done this in heroes we've done this in in a number of i guess action thrillers mm-hmm. my genre theory crumbles know. slowly <laughs> I love also, like, very slight differences. Like, I don't think we've really seen Tabitha wear her hair like that. Yeah. And I feel like maybe Jughead's pins are slightly different. Mm-hmm. Oh, then the, there's the Archie murder in drawing. Yeah. So good. Um, Betty ping pongs around a lot. Oh. I want to acknowledge that and maybe notice it as its own nod, in that Betty plays a dozen different roles. Oh, in stages of this story, uh, that's kind of struck struck that struck me that Lily Reinhardt um, doesn't really have a through line here um, to me, or like has a very different like her and Archie and actually everyone but Jughead I guess when I start to say it out loud mm-hmm. adapts to the rules better automatically. I think it's interesting that this. That this version of Rivervale doesn't have Hiram. Yeah. Which makes sense. We haven't heard of him at all. And we, well, we also were calling back to the Kinsinera episode where we introduced a bunch of those, like, uh, Catholic mob family tropes. Oh, yeah. Right? There's, they keep referencing their own bits. You know, found strangled on the lonely highway. That's. So I was like. Microcosm. I was, like, satisfied enough by the fact that they did mm-hmm. this. I didn't need anything more. But, I was like, this is funny enough. But and then they then, and then... And then... Please don't sniff the mic. Ah! Here. Yes, good. <laughs> and this Cheryl is, like, so... Is so deeply a combination of all the Cheryls. Like, yeah. her clothing is very... Is less, like... Um, witchy. Yeah, it's not extreme in any direction, but it's very on character. Yeah, but it, 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 yeah. Like what she'd be like (laughs) if Jason hadn't died, basically. It's a basic Cheryl mask. Everyone's wearing their most basic unadorned mask. Mm -hmm. As it were. This is fun. Lines for Jason. Yeah. He actually seemed a little mumbly to me, but I kind of like that as characters, just kind of. Settles easily to the side. And he has such a distinctive face. Yeah. He really does have a distinctive look. I wonder if he's a model more, more than actor. It could be. I don't know. Mm. And then, yeah, Jughead's still in in the, in the his other reality head, which is just great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think she's called him Hobo for a few seasons either. Yes. Yes. We are collapsing time. Yeah. Or which... her toodles in a bit. Yeah. yeah. And she's in flats. Oh, she's about to go play tennis, but still, she's in flats. Yeah, her but life I is... love that there's still an in-memoriam page. Like, the back and forth of how weird this episode is totally yes. fun for me. Yes, absolutely. It, it's lost its own... It's all, it lost all internal consistency. 
and Jughead, we, we see Jughead see that. Um, well, there's an Animatrix episode as the kids walk through the glitching empty house that, that reminds me of a little bit the tension of it all being fake around you watching the Discovery. Great uh, outfit on Veronica, by yes. the way. Yes. Loved. Fantastic. Um, kerchief. It's almost like a cravat, but not quite. Hi, Reggie just beautiful. Just, like, even, like... Oh, my gosh. I feel like this is even a reference to WandaVision mm-hmm. in subtle ways. Like, there's just... It's a dense episode. It's like, this is the notepad of bits that they've been taking to roast themselves for electric episodes. I love that... I love that um, Dilton Doily is a teacher and has an overdue book at the library. Yeah, tracks. Uh, she's a returning character as well, isn't she? This librarian. She doesn't ping she... quite as hard for me, but I, in I in the her. in the setting around us, I feel like she's almost certainly returning. I remember the receptionist who is also blonde. Yep. But older than her, I think. Yep. I don't remember now. Also, Lull, high school who has free teachers, have a TA. Sure. <laughs> yes. The beautiful world of Riverdale where funding doesn't matter. Yeah. This was fun. This particular little exchange. Dylan... really worked for Dil- me. Dilton got his own weird tangent. Yeah. Like, it, it was... It's a full branch story. It's... He's not even in power in any capacity. He's just like Jughead and able to notice in a lot of ways. Also, this man looks fantastic with long hair. Yeah, lovely, look. lovely look. Good look. Um, yeah, just random discovery of not using an actor for four years, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Good point. Oh, man. And then I, I didn't, I, I mean, obviously as soon as I saw this, I was like, okay, well, Jughead's going to do something. Yep. But I didn't really expect Dylan to turn up as a, a Dilton, excuse me, <laughs> yeah, to turn up as a villain. I, I just um, combined Dilton and villain. Yes. Um, I was very satisfied only in that in in his little blip, he got a complete arc. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it achieved a small apology status yeah, to the so character did, um, quality. So did Ethel. So did Ethel. And it was she wasn't like a harassment victim or stalked by a killer yeah she she was just smart and wanted to save the world she kills a dude when it's the obvious choice she is ethically gray in the best way yeah reggie is so reggie's reggie's is so reggie yeah it's this is such a oh man they must have had such a good time (laughs) (sighs) and veronica's processing of this yeah i my brain went right along with veronica several beats (laughs) You've been in a few issues. I've been in dozens. Yeah. And Ross Butler's gone on to have, like, a good little career, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's it's all the more delightful to have him, have him back. Yes. <sighs> Veronica's optimistic here. Yeah. The casino ready for the... There's, there's, there's a whole River, Riverdale story happening in the background. I'm noticing how complete... This arc is 
Um, this was this great. This was a surprise, and I wasn't mad about it. I definitely mistook one of the actors in the background uh, for someone we do burlesque with. I don't think it's him. <laughs> um, but this was fun. Yeah. This was, this was a fantastic spot. And a use of this Reggie. Yeah. Like, a use of the character who this Reggie was, suddenly now Truly. an adult. <laughs> um, and the, comparison, they're having a very civilized evening. I love this contrast as well. Uh, the civilized, not the contrast. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. And then this little drop. Yeah. yeah this and unexpected. This, yeah, oof. like a really genuine tribute to... Like, I, I did think it was interesting how this mm. was sort of a greatest hits of Riverdale episode. I think you yes. said that. Yes, And of course, um, the, the moment that they lost this actor, I wouldn't call it a greatest hit, but it's like certainly a hit. It's certainly a moment. Yeah, it's a memorable um, beat that, that has shaped the story. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and they did it respectfully, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, they this, let... Of course, necessary moment to do. Uh, yes. Yes. Who, do, who wouldn't suggest a threesome here? Yeah, truly. Like, I, I, I suppose if you're asexual. Yeah, I mean, it's the obvious conclusion. It's certainly I my think, obvious conclusion. I feel, like, I feel like... No shame to anyone who wouldn't do two Reggies. Yeah, That's no just shame. a me mood. Um, <laughs> I'm saying... Uh, Butler Reggie, yeah, I think is like kind of into the idea of a threesome for a sec, and then <laughs> um, Melton Reggie is like, no, 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 and then Butler Reggie is like, okay, I mean, no. Well, we must remember that Melton Reggie is checked if he's by, and Butler Reggie has not. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <sighs> yep. I would be so annoyed if I was Veronica. Yep, and um, does a perfectly reasonable choice. And then they just clown around while she's away. Yeah. I also love how everyone's hung over. I didn't, I thought that was so fun. It's a great detail of the plot happening in behind. Yeah. Yep. Also, why is Tabitha in the staff room? Except, yep, that's wrong too, isn't it? Very little Kevin here. Very little Kevin. I didn't like that. No moose, but we got a blip of him some while ago last year, I think. Um, and so this that was, was combo storylines. Yeah. This is such a, a an escalation beat. I loved it. I loved it. And I feel oh, like they, they're playing on the the theories of season one. Also, I love how he's always confiding in Archie, and Archie kind of knows what's happening. Yep. In a um, creepy, yeah, that was creepy fun. way. Yeah, that was a fun, fun choice for Archie. I loved that. I was delighted with the um, the zealotry that Archie gets to display here. Like, watching this again, watching these scenes with Archie lying. Yeah. We have one quick shot of Sheriff Keller here. Yep. Great moment. Saves it. the day. Things that might have, you know... Worked in reality if everyone had metatextual knowledge. I, I guess maybe that actor had asked if he could finally fire his gun. Oh no, he's fired his gun. Never oh yeah, the character's fired his gun. That's not his first kill. But he's got his. He's got a goatee, which I don't think he normally has. The goatee is new, I think. Just this universe. <laughs> maybe last season. I think it's existed before. Yeah, little uh, hits of the Toxic Dads of Riverdale. Greatest hits. Yep, the full cycle. Hal surprised me. I was surprised to see how that was a fun <laughs> touch, I have to say. Yes. 
A very good job. Reggie's grunting. This outfit on Veronica. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> she left them yesterday? Of course she's not kidding. <laughs> this follows its own sitcom rhythm, I'm yep. noticing, so wonderfully. Time happens when we're on screen only. <laughs> and, like it else. Time moves forward based on grounded. wardrobe change. <laughs> <laughs> the children oh my god so I, the other thing I wonder about is did she explain who butler Reggie was to the <laughs> bachelorette party and what did she tell the rehearsal dinner was she like oh you know they're at home fighting what do you do parallel universes I assume she didn't and just added him to the lineup yeah I mean, they all—they clearly had the other two guys on contract. Yeah. Molly Ringwald wasn't here. Mm, which, it's yeah. Fine. Also, we kept, I think it kept our focus on the dissonance of Allison Hell quite nicely. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. And we're not supposed to be thinking about Archie right now. Yeah. Also, we're not supposed to be thinking about Cheryl or Black Hood. Mm-hmm. Because Blackwood's dead again. Mm-hmm. I love, I you know, Ch- Tony has been killed twice now in episodes in this show. So I have to say, I found seeing Madeline Petch with strangle um, bruises mm-hmm. really disturbing. Yep. For some reason, I don't know quite what it was, but I was just like, oh, I'm. Not cool with Cheryl dying by strangulation. I'm not happy. I'm not. This isn't nice. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, strangulation has its own particular media meaning of violence. I think, yeah. especially especially against women. Yeah. And um, I really, it made me think of um Cheryl playing the extreme scream, uh, scream queen characters. Mm. The, the the whole range, right up to from final girl to first kill. Oh, that's interesting. In yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna throw him onto the bus. And this is also just like this is this is an aside. This is just like what this Diddleton did, and what this Ethel did apparently, which I love. That their characters, you know, thinking of their characters, are just manifesting these subplots. Yeah. As apparently everything is just a weird mix of memories from Riverdale. Yeah, I know. It's wild. <laughs> um, I liked... Um, I was worried that this explanation was going to be too muddy. Yes. And I actually was, like, pretty satisfied with this ridiculous explanation. Yes. Well, they. I feel like they set the terms, and then they let it be real, and they didn't go back to question it. They were no, not wobbly terms. Yeah. The characters knew clearly... How it applied. And he dies in the same way as he did in the last time. <laughs> Best hits. Best hits. I mean, he's face up this time. Yeah. I love that it was grape juice. For some reason, something that, like, little innocent grape juice detail is really fun. It really does. And I love Ruthless Ethel. I love yeah. Ruthless Ethel, who gets to spend eternity with Jughead, apparently. Yeah, which I'm sure she's delighted about. That's, yeah, which is its own classical trope. Yeah, I do think that there's, like, some unresolved sexual tension between these characters. Yeah. That we just 
haven't dealt with because Jughead's been in relationships both times and probably partly because television is fat phobic. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, they now have eternity to work it out, so that's good. This escalated. From yeah, this really escalated. <laughs> as soon as she took her eyes off them, murder. I love I love that. It's <laughs> funny. It's I mean with a duel. It's right up in the ex- the character extreme choices that oh my yep, God. that we're riffing on. And Ethel's just just no has learned all of this, which I also love. Yeah, like. She has no claim to this knowledge, except she's been hanging around in the room watching. Yeah. And I, I love it. She's such a lovely, um, reality-saving support character here. Yeah, it's a... It, oh, mm. It's very satisfying. I also quite like the, the concept that they throw in there at some point, uh, a, a little further up, that the universe is nudging Jughead into this. That this universe yeah. is organizing itself in a way that he can save it. Yeah. Hmm. I thought this was so awkward and fun. Like, this the kind of thing, like, we just yeah. have to recreate this moment in the... This exact blah. scene. We yeah. have to create the scene, the shot, and the lighting. Which is a thing that they have to do all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Meta, meta, meta. Oh, man, this is fun. This is a fun thing. Like, what happens when you find out when you're in the parallel universe that isn't supposed to exist? Yeah. That's fun. Fabulous moral quandary that I I love seeing posited. And posited quite straight here. Yeah. It Um, is posited really straight. That's a good point. Yeah. It's... There's a lot of goofy, and everyone can resurrect at will from the sweet hereafter, but... Stakes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and I also, like, they also deal with the moral quandary of, like, do do we let billions die, mm. except, mm-hmm. um, or or do we let a few die? Yes. Which is a real-life situation that people have had to deal with fairly frequently. It's one of those old classics, uh, classical, um, blah, 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 uh, ethics, ethics, ethics. I love how I love how he has that literary view on him. What are we if we're not counterparts, of Archie and Betty? He's like, I just finished the comics. I know. Huh. Yeah, Veronica's like, this sounds terrible. It's a bad plan, Jughead. But and yes, yes, it is. He confirms. <laughs> um, I appreciate that Veronica is pragmatic enough to accept and roll with this yeah like this isn't betty's she's story a, veronica's story yeah yeah she's had a wild night like her her two lovers who are the same person but different people um, yeah this is another little riverdale greatest hits moment nice little clip he, like um lists all the bad things about riverdale and you're kind of like well <laughs> um uh yeah. Apparently, sorry, they like that stuff I, in this world. I think world. I said like three sentences just then. I'm sorry. It was a it was a, a neat montage. Let's make out to save. I love how in genre that is. Yep, and but it works. It's so wonderfully in in Veronica. <laughs> oh right, yeah, she's had a night. Yeah, her yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. 
See, she wink, like wink. almost looks into the camera again. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I the the personal the personal ways in which each of these characters break um break frame break form yeah are are so distinct with each of them the literal jughead and the very um um often soap opera or high drama i had no idea where this was going and i loved it archie french cuffs here archie doing the big bad reveal was yeah. fantastic even and... though he's not really the big bad exactly but he in this moment, he's the big bad in sequence. Yeah, and we didn't see, like, a big wedding sequence either, which I was kind of expecting. Mm. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, it's this so, shot I hate. It just makes me so sad. Horrifying <laughs> shot. Oh, my God. Super intense. It scared me so much. Mm. I didn't like it. Honestly, all these shots of Archie killing people, it's really stressful. Yeah. Serial killer Archie is too, also, horrifyingly I, oh, intense. I don't like. As he kills them what? each. Yeah, not all the horrible not, people. Not the toxic dad. I'm not a villain, Jug. I just kill my friends. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's so evil. It's great. His commitment to oh, the logic this, break. Oh, this is so sweet and sad and troubling. And, oh, God. This, this, this episode mm-hmm. is so good. I love it. This is a brilliant, brilliant comment on the show itself, on things they discovered that they used. I uh, did. Well. I did wonder. I did worry for a minute that they were gonna like, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, Luke oh, Perry, yeah. and I was like, I don't no. want that. Please, no, thank you. And yeah. they didn't, and I'm glad. Yep, they kept us with the the deep psychological trauma of the character. Yeah. Instead of you know adjacent and sci-fi. I mean, it's also sci-fi. Ah, it's lovely. And this, all these arbitrary ba- binary balances killed me. <laughs> yeah. But I, you like, yeah. when the books and the stories and the plots do live in these worlds of very binary answers, that's, uh, like, we've got, what, a dozen different tropes aligning yeah. in a binary manner? The other thing that I think is interesting is that given that this is like a meta-textual episode, mm-hmm. um, we're going meta outside of the show. Like, yes. we know Luke Perry isn't coming back. Yeah. You know, we know that his dad is not coming. It's such a tragic... The actor is not there for the actor, for the dad to come, you know? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was so fun that these two characters got to have a good scrap. Agreed. I also remembered Archie just serially beating men down, and, like, Chughead really didn't stand a chance here by any metric. Without yeah. Betty. Well, I mean, here's Betty. Wonderful surprise moment. Yeah. Also, like, another Betty who is seeing through the... Another character who's seeing through the rules and the veil fantastically here. Yeah. Um. I love how she, like, kind of... <laughs> oh, my gosh, this scene is funny. I still hold that... The Betty of this episode is not a consistent story in her own, but yeah, but she does sense. play many roles. And it makes sense, like, if this is a story that Jughead is fundamentally narrating and writing, that mm-hmm. Betty would be. Like, he wouldn't be able to look at Betty clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many different takes, many different biases. This was a very fan servicey moment. And we, again, this is another metatextual moment. We're, like, primed to maybe find this a little awkward. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yep, they're looking at us, 
not 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 the characters, but the like camera operators. Yeah, everyone's just not like, sure. Ooh, we know <laughs> Lupe's not coming. We know these. You know this is awkward. Every you know what I mean. Like it's. I mean maybe. It, I mean I don't yeah. know these people. I'm not trying yeah. to speculate. I just the, and I did it, not expect this. Same complete this surprise. This was such a surprise, and he also again looks a little different. Yep. Again, I need to watch the credits this time and see if it's if it's not cool. No, no, I don't. I don't. I, <laughs> I think doubt it. I think they're all um, the same actor. Yeah. But I mean, the look is like very slightly different. Such good clips of how ridiculous it all is. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah. I just resurrected. This also, I was not, I didn't. I, I was uh, unprepared. Yes. Wild. Wild. And it's like it's not even heaven. It's their green room. I know, and it's so like, <laughs> um, like so referential to the comics as well. Yes, beautifully, heavily, and yeah. they, you know, uh, they've done this before. We've had the the comic sweater mm-hmm. um, tableaus pop up. But this is extreme. Yeah. Uh, and that weird, like, roguish winky. This was also a nice nod to that bookshop in Greendale mm. with all the with Archie comics in it. Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh. This, yeah, fantastic. And like this, yeah. Multiverse stuff is. Yeah. So easily confusing, but they feed it nice yeah. and steadily to us here, and I like it. I love the way they did Fangs' hair in this little episode. I know that's such a weird, specific thing, but, like, I thought the, mm. like, very 50s kind of cold cream look was, like, very good. Yes. This was fun with Dylan Doyle's silly little hat. <laughs> yeah, they really leaned into that that's 40s vibe. Came back here, duh. Um, Skipping over so many steps, <clears throat> but that's where we are in the story, because we're dealing with bigger things than resurrection and how to resurrect. I love how they, like, everyone's like, that's dumb. <laughs> um, and, I was really reminded yeah. of the dynamic, of the, the Betty Jughead um, sleuthing dynamic here. Like, yeah. the, the sequence of scenes um, reflect, like, half the series in a big way. Yeah, and that's one of the things I liked about this scene is that there was sort of an outcome for these two characters who haven't really been doing much interacting over the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, here is the first siren of the episode. It's not um, you drivers, it's us. Yep. If anyone's driving. <laughs> um, You're right, and yeah. Rivervale lives. I just belched really gratuitously. Sorry, Riverdale gang. Not editing that. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'll live. Someone saw two drug heads walking. The fragility of this universe is itself interesting. Like, these folks seem to come to realizations pretty rapidly as the players. I love this. I'm the writer. He's the writer. Duh. (laughs) This is a great little moment. I thought this was so fun. Yep. They they assert so many things about this reality and then just roll with it. It's like improv pace world building. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so ridiculous. I didn't even think of that improv pace, really. Of course, Stilton's Bunker, which has become iconic to what the show is. Yeah, totally. Really effectively. I wonder if in this now seventh season they'll. Well, we got more half the six left. They just they just never or the half the six. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, sounds like a baseball game at the bottom of the six. <laughs> um, 
they're just gonna never go into Dylan's bunker. Or oh, it won't open. Weird. Something like that. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. It's uh, it's haunted now. It's haunted over in Rivervale, kind of. Yeah. Hmm. Does the bunker ever turn up in Sabrina? It doesn't, does it? Not that no, I remember. I don't. I don't, remember. I don't think so. They, they really do invent um, a facade, Riverdale, when they interact with it. That is yeah. very safely removed. Blossom Farm. Oh, this is a great moment. This is such a nice outcome for these characters. Yeah. And me saving the universe. Again, half of the show has in some way been that rhythm and dynamic. That's true. Oh. Also, by the way, great dress on... Uh, Lily Reinhardt, very wonderful wedding dress. Fantastically. I, the sheer absurdity of this sequence was such a delight. Oh, God, I forgot. Creepy zombie Archie. Creepy zombie Archie. Come to do damage, but he's going to be too late. And they're setting a bomb and planning to make out on it. Good Lord, yeah. who thought of this plan? I don't know. <laughs> this is a whole moment. Like there's, you're you're yeah, it's quite a leap of faith of faith. I, in your wild theories. Yeah. But it's so, also. Oh, I loved the sound editing there, by the way. The yes, like the boom yes, and then the, yes. the the return of the typewriter. Yes, I forgot to mention it earlier. The droning, almost, um, almost bagpipe like synth, uh, when Jughead and Archie were fighting. That also oh, pained for me as hugely. I, I don't think I it was bagpipes, but it, yeah, it was that intense. Yeah. We've moved from a ticking to a tapping. Oh, yeah, it's the typewriter. I wonder if we'll just mm. hear that noise sometimes in the second half of season six. Yeah, that's, that's I guess, I think the big cliffhanger question here is what they will do next with all of this material they've laid out for themselves. In a lot yeah. of ways, season five was almost as self-contained. Yeah. A universe. Oh, wait, just hang on a sec. Who's in this room? Can we get a shot of the room again? Mm. Got... Cheryl and Tony. We've got Cheryl and Tony. We've got Tabitha. Who's standing over here? Oh, Fangs. Fangs, Fangs and Tony. And Kevin. Yep. Fangs and Kevin sharing a plate. My my happy world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's... He leaves Chelsea's the MacGuffin. on the other side of the table, that's right. He leaves the MacGuffin there for for himself to play with, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Man, what a great... What a great episode. I, love, I don't love for Ethel that she's serving burgers for eternity, but um, I don't know, maybe she'll get a turn to write. At least she's self-aware. At least she gets to maintain awareness of reality, yeah. I guess. And she's in a killer dress. I love this outfit she has on. Yeah. Hmm. This was this was a wild moment. As Riverdale Rivervale bleeds, specifically intentionally. Yeah. By the story in the story, and we're back at the end of season five. So okay, so we've got Hiram back. We've got a smooch back. Mm-hmm. Right in the sequence we ended on. Also, this song is great. Yeah. I don't know the song, but it's good. Clock ticking. Oh, right, ticking. and the, the ringing takes over the ticking. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. And he even uses a distorted pseudo-drugkid voice. So many lovely 
beefs. Also, if this is the canon now of Riverdale, that's its own, you know, wake up with a dream with the, the weird artifact still in your pocket. So they get out. Yeah. Oh, I was say they get they out. They get out. And Jughead's there. Yeah. And So it still booms. It still booms. But they're not in it. But they're going to figure out it's Hiram, and then we're all going to go on with that plot. <laughs> I don't think the Jughead in Rivervale wears glasses when he writes. Hmm. A lovely And then paint. we're back to Riverdale, and there's no screen. And that's hiatus. Oh, my God. What a... Oh, it was be- it was just as good the second time. Yes, yes, oh. I was delighted. Oh, I was delighted. Riverdale. Um, this is one of those moments where I'm like, this is why I stick with this show because yeah. this is one of those great episodes of television where you literally have to have seen all six seasons for that episode to be fun, and it's fun. It's a reward for being us nerds. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. I also find myself very satisfied with very little else to add at the end of that. Yeah, me too. Um, I feel like I, I had my big big meta-analysis at the top and am now pretty... just Like, I'm ready to hibernate for the winter yeah. and hiatus. I do want to say very quickly, I feel like that script was good, but it could mm. have been really cheesy, and I do want to hand it mm. to the actors for making sure it was not cheesy. It was great. Yes, yes. Everyone delivered Everyone oh shot Oh my god, I know. Oh! Mm. Well done. Good 100th episode. It was so good. I loved it. And I guess we'll see you in a few months, gang. Yeah. Bye, gang. Bye. Happy New Year.